Hey guys, it's Chase with csjoseph.life. Eh, decided to just do another video right after that one. Um, so we're talking about the temperaments and we're talking about idealists, the idealist temperament, also known as the intuitive feelers or the NFs. I think the wind has died down a little bit. I just finished watching the video I just shot. Yeah, there's a little wind in the beginning, but it clears up pretty well and it's decent right now. So. Anyway, so let's talk about the intuitive feelers, also known as the idealists. So, what are idealists? They're innovators just like the NTs are, but they innovate uh, for the purpose of social change, right? And as I say that, the wind picks up again. I think we'll be fine though. So, social change. What are some good examples of social change? Uh, I would say... Well, like Gandhi, for example. Gandhi is a great example of uh, social change. Uh, the Buddha, as well. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was an intuitive feeler. He was an INFJ, right? Martin Luther King, also an INFJ. Uh, Gandhi. Many believe he is an INFJ as well. Uh, there are a lot of things to be gained for our race and our society if we listen to the idealists <laughs> and allow the idealists to drive our culture, the problem is, is that we're either not willing to listen to their message or we don't allow society to be structured to allow for such change, right? Like for example, take churches, right? Well, they're not taxed, but if they start talking about anything political, they're immediately taxed, right? for that purpose, their tax is a business, instead of having that tax-free situation. It's because the system exists in such a way where, because we have that 70% sensing a majority, they're not really interested in change. I mean, look at the SJ types, the guardians, 40% of the world's population. And uh, if you look at statistics done on, uh, you know, change management in organizations around the world, 40% of all people are resistant to change. Gee, I wonder where they got that statistic from. Could it have anything to do with the fact that Guardians, the, mo the SJ types, the most resistant to change of all those types, those just those four types, and they make up 40% of the population? Huh. You know, that might have something to do with it, right? Well, that's where intuitive feelers come in. The harbingers of social change. Um... Now, they're also split up into two subgroups, just like uh, the, intu uh, the intellectuals are. As intuitives, you have the NFJs and you have the NFPs, right? And NFPs, I mean, like, for example, um, the guy who uh, was the jockey for uh, Seabiscuit, for example, he was an INFP, right? Um, I also know a preacher friend of mine out of Michigan who's also an INFP and uh, they're all about advocating ideas, you know, or, or changing the narrative in such a way where people's entire belief systems are restructured around them. That's what NFPs do. And that could be, that could even be in finance. A lot of NFPs I know are amazing at sales and amazing at finance 
because they are that culture carrier, that, that messenger that has to tell the message of a better tomorrow and a better life or a better system or a better business specifically because they believe in uh, what they're selling. But it's also because in the absence of communication or explanation, perceptions become reality, right? And when they're trying to enact social change, an NFP, especially a corrupt NFP, they don't really care about what's actually factually true. They just care about what people believe. And changing people's beliefs to one thing to another, it doesn't matter if it's true or false. It doesn't mean anything to them. They don't care. They just care about changing those people's beliefs to match um, the cause that they support, right? So you could look at the NFPs of the intuitive feeler types as people who are the source of, of change. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the change creators, we'll call them, right? But you look at NFJs, they are the change executors. They execute the change. They bring the ideas uh, and, and the vision behind that change to fruition and execute it in society. And they could do it at a small micro level and they could do it on a very large macro level as well, right? So this could be in an organization, this could be in a community, this could be a church. ENFJs especially get very involved in politics. They also end up being uh, professors at universities and schools. So also do INFPs, and uh, both the dreamer and the mentor, that's the INFP and the ENFJ, they really dominate in the education area because they believe their cause is to drive change within their students. And that has a broader impact on the next generation and thus the community, uh, the city, the metro, um, the county, the state, and the country as a whole, and eventually worldwide. Intuitive feelers are very aware that their voice could be carried by anyone to anywhere. Even NFJs do this as well. Why? Well, because an NFJ ego has an NFP uh, shadow or unconscious side of their mind. And the same is also true of NFPs. They have an NFJ shadow or unconscious as well. So because they have ton all of this uh, mental overlap within the intuitive feelers, they're able to complete the same objectives, right? Although obviously having an ego in one area provides them with uh, more capability in either being the source of the vision of change, right? Or to be that uh, um, executor of change, you know? Sure, any, an NFP could be an executor of change, but it would take more effort and more mental energy, more time to accomplish. Likewise, an NFJ could be a source of the vision, but it would take more time for them to implement and accomplish or to design, design that vision, basically. So that's what we see throughout history. These figures, these people who have really gone out of their way to change how we as a race view anything from uh, spirituality to uh, basic social interaction, um, civil rights, uh, feminism, uh, human rights. And although many people have different opinions 
about those things, it usually almost always stems from an intuitive feeler. Uh, idealists are like the spearhead or the arrowhead, the very apex or the point that really splits um, the reality of human existence and determines the, the rights and wrongs and the direction that our race is heading. So if you were to look at the temperaments, the four temperaments, like a pyramid, right? 40% of the population are estrays, also known as guardians. That's the bottom foundation of the pyramid, right? And then you have 30% of the population, and that would be the uh, artisans, right? The next layer up. And then the next layer would be the intellectuals who uh, help provide system-based, systems-oriented change and innovation, technology, to help really move the race forward. But at the very top of the pyramid are the idealists. They're the people who really recognize what, it, what suffering really is from a very human level. Why? Because they're so people-focused. Intuitive feelers are extremely people-focused and people-oriented. It means everything to them. People mean everything to them, especially NFJs who are extremely self-sacrificing to the point where they become doormats uh, to other people because they care about people so much. I mean, I remember I went on a date one time with an INFJ and she was explaining to me that she went to jail because she shoplifted from a store uh, and to, in order to give that to some poor guy on the street, right? It's like an article of clothing or something. But that's the level of which NFJs or idealists are willing to go, you know? Uh, and that's why idealists like really having relationships with each other because one sees the suffering and wants to design a better life and design a better vision of change and then their NF, that's an NFB and then their NFJ uh, partner goes and implements it and it just creates this uh, endless cycle of good feelings and uh, you know and uh, social change and they feel like they can be shoulder to shoulder and face to face while being part of bringing social change to our race and it really it makes them feel alive you know, in the, in the same way that with intellectuals, for example, when intellectuals get their heads together and they're bringing their systems change, it's the same thing. They feel the most alive by having that kind of team present. Same thing with artisans and uh, SJs, when they all get together and what they're able to build and implement is a similar experience, right? Although it's not internal to their own temperament. SPs prefer to be with SJs. NTs prefer to be with NTs. NFs prefer to be with NFs. That's just the difference between sensors and intuitives. Can't really get any different than that. So, so yeah, um, intuitives, ENFJ, ENFP, INFJ, INFP, uh, mentor, advocate, sage, and dreamer are very very socially you know social oriented very people oriented 
social change is everything to them. Uh, they're the activists, they're the people that create foundations. Um, like for example, my last job, there's an ENFJ, his name is Chris, really good guy. Uh, he uh, hosted a golf tournament every year that would raise a lot of money, uh, sometimes half a million dollars, I believe, uh, for the local hospital, right? Uh, he would also be involved with other fundraising activities. Um, NFs usually like to help with Salvation Army. They're, they're very volunteer work focused, um, very volunteer uh, focused. Um, a lot of them make up uh, nursing as well, clergy, um, any type of occupation that's very people focused. Yeah, even social work in some cases, although social work is usually SFJs because they're about, all about protecting people while caring for them at the same time, right? Whereas NFJs are about, yeah, we'll protect people, but that's not really the goal. We're trying to create a better world for all of us, right? And that's what they're all about. Creating that better world. I mean, even if something is opening, like uh, creating a coalition of churches, right, in a community where imagine an ENFJ gets sick and tired of watching all of these churches uh, compete for parishioners, right? And it's just destroying all these churches and churches are closing and pastors are leaving and clergy are leaving and it's just a nightmare. But one ENFJ rises up and is like, no, we're not doing this anymore. So he creates a coalition of churches with a board, a board of directors from elders or senior staff from each of these churches creates this grand organization and they go around the community and other communities raising money like mad and they create enough money as a nonprofit organization and they open up a hospital in their community that does not have a hospital and all of a sudden they've just brought 1500 to 3000 jobs to their community which means that's a lot so for each job, you can assume at least three people per job. So if that's 3,000 times three, that's 9,000 people, 9,000 new potential parishioners moving to that community. So which now these churches are no longer competing for parishioners anymore, but they are actually working together to benefit the community as a whole. And they're no longer subject to the whole fact that statistically 9% of all the money that goes into a church makes it back to the community. That ENFJ has inspired that change and has made it different so that the churches of that community actually care about the community and are showing it by taking action with their activism. That, my friends, is the power of an NF, of an idealist. And it's not just ENFJs that can do this. I know an INFP that uh, did something similar from an educational standpoint getting and raising money and providing education for low-income families to help their children become more educated, get the degrees that they need, their scholarships that they need to be able to make something of themselves, right? Uh, same thing with INFJs and all their volunteer work. I see, I see them all the time at homeless shelters, right? So, but anyway, those are just some examples. I'm not here saying idealists are better than the other ones. I'm really not. I'm just saying that that's who these people are. 
that's what they're like, right? So if you're with an idealist, understand what motivates them. It's all about social change and making a world better for tomorrow, making the present reality better for everyone and making our future reality as a race better for everyone. That's why they exist. They are very people oriented. People come first, not systems. Intellectuals, sometimes they view systems more important than people, but that's okay. That's how they work, right? You know, I understand the system of depth psychology very well, but it still has direct applications to people, right? I'm reaching the same end goal of helping others, but from a different vector. And that's what it's all about. Doesn't matter what temperament you are, you can still reach the same conclusion or reach the same objectives as your fellow types just fine. But you're doing it from a different direction, a different vector, right? So that's what the temperaments are all about. And it just so happens that there's four of each type in each temperament. So anyway, that uh, concludes our four videos on the temperaments. I'll be doing four more videos on interaction styles next. And those eight videos become the foundational knowledge that we need in order to basically type anybody. Um, and I'll show you how that works with the uh, fifth video from now after the four interaction styles that outlines all of that. So anyway, if you found this video educational or helpful, uh, please hit a like or subscribe. Uh, So y'all have a good night. Talk to you later.